guessed it, Pressure Points with your two favorite Slavic hosts. I'm D. This is my Sukoblip, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 3, Episode 20, Unidentified Flying Comrades. It's going to get a little Russian, isn't it, AJ? No. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get to it. Also, I forgot to mention that we have our lawyer in studio again today. So uh, I wasn't going to acknowledge here their existence. a couple of little chuckles from Peanut Gallery. It's it's our boy. Thank you, D. If it gets too much, I'll whoop his ass. Yeah, just watching out and make sure that we don't. Thank fuck you, it up. AJ. You're I'm looking welcome. forward to it. <laughs> the fuck are you mouthy. say to me? <laughs> He's getting mouthy. Oh, oh man, what have you been up to since we recorded last? <laughs> Yesterday, uh, dumpster diving. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Got a whole bunch of windows for our lawyer to sell. We have a very professional lawyer who has to sell stuff we get out of dumpsters to make a living. I mean, if it sells, it sells. (laughs) Yeah. We're his only client, so really. Are they god-awful windows? No, no. They're like- They're pretty nice? They're pretty nice. I was going to say, I drove up and I saw like the ones with the frames around them. Yeah, it's the kind you got on the homestead with the nice little crossbars in the windows. Oh, that's some classy Mm -hmm. shit. Somebody's thrown that shit away? Oh, yeah. Remodeling a house or something. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you do anything since we last recorded? Uh, Get in more trouble with your lady friend? You know, managed not to this time. Just, oh, good. Yeah, I got cooked last night, so just the usual shit. You got cooked? Yeah. I fucking toasted, baby. Uh, you got As baked? As usual, yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking so like every day. The hostess, that's the toastest. That's me. Uh, never say that again. <laughs> uh, oh boy! Yeah, I don't do drugs. WD forty isn't considered right, a drug. Yeah. So, what you been up to, little saucy bitch? You already asked, and I already answered. God damn it! Are you okay? No, I'm. St- I'm still a little bit high. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for like, like, uh, like an hour. Like an hour yeah. of just some sloppy seconds and some other stuff. Yeah, check that shit out on Patreon. Still, oh yeah, shameless oh, plug. Yeah, always. I will always shamelessly fucking spit that shit out oh yeah no there's some actually good content on there now hmm. we're about to double the episodes oh uh, shit that we have on no there. they just did double hmm they just did double this last thursday they doubled because oh oh yes this is the other week oh this is God. the upcoming week i'm shit. very confused yeah it's double I've been, i'm the one that's been like fucking closed shut i'm the shut in man like I'm the one that's supposed to struggle if it's a weekend, because every day is a weekend for me. Figure it out. <sighs> yeah, Andrew. remind me. All right. Well, we should probably talk about my non-Soviet topic today. So, <clears throat> first, I want to discuss, is is it going to come up how much you like the uh, UFOs? How much you like thinking about them? <sighs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's going to be part of my, my closing, closing conclusion. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> Your closing conclusion. Yes. I uh, <laughs> I need to drink more. Hold on one second. Yeah, that's okay. I'm about to smoke more, so you're fine. Do your thing. Perfect. All right. This controlled substance-based episode. <laughs> you you ever heard of uh, Paul Stonehill? Uh, other than what you showed me before we started recording. Cool. He's the sweetest little Russian on YouTube. His YouTube channel is fantastic. Yeah, he's adorable. So, hello, YouTube. Hello, YouTube. I read your comments. Thank you for comments. It's much appreciated. Yeah, fantastic. It is much appreciated. It's great. Yes. He's a sweetheart. Ta- tax. But yeah, he uh, he was raised in Soviet Russia, 
And he, from what I can understand, it's hard to find a lot of information besides, like, his books, is that he translates and releases information from Soviet archives. And um, he also has contacts from within the ex-Soviet Union. So people who were potentially high-ranking members or members of the police and things like that from when the Soviets were around. And now that... <laughs> Excuse me. You doing all right, then? Yep, that's a little toasted. A little. So am I. Oh, shit, Jesus oh, shit. Christ. Boy, Are you doing okay? Yeah, Man, man this is, this is going to be a rough episode. This is the uh, premiere of D gets fucking stoned on Mike. No, this is D falls apart. Yeah, D D's has life an emotional falls breakdown. Apart. Let's yeah. not talk about what you want to talk about. I'm going to talk about my feelings. Yeah, no, fuck off. <laughs> this, this podcast was founded on not talking about your feelings. We do this to not talk about you. <laughs> All right. All so. right, so pretty cool guy, really cool concept. You know, there's always the negative of I can't really fact check that his translations are good because I don't speak Russian. Not a lot of people do, and not a lot of people have the contacts that he has. So I'm going to take his information at face value. He seems fairly honest in his presentation of reporting what is written. He's not necessarily claiming that everything in these archives is properly identified or is true, which I really like about uh, it. It's like, respectable. I mean, yeah. he could sit there and be like the Russian accent Alex Jones and be like, this is fact. And be a <laughs> fuck face about it, but I mean, but no, he doesn't. He just presents him. the information and his like connecting information from other like corroborating evidence and things like that in a very respectful way. Of you don't necessarily have to believe this, but this is what happened. This is what's documented okay. as happening. So I really like it. I like his stuff. I've heard of his stuff before. I've heard some interviews of his. On Mysterious Universe, of course, because I love that podcast. You really need to stop promoting I need that. to. You're hurting us. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, UFO lore, we haven't really talked about on this show a lot. I wonder why. AJ, why is it that we no, haven't gotten into I told UFO? you at the why end. That? <laughs> I will not. No. Okay. So, we don't talk about it a lot. And... <laughs> It, from I, I do know, I, I mean, I'm going to toot my own horn. I know a lot about the, the UFO phenomenon. I've been listening and reading and looking into it for like 10 plus years, 15 years almost now. I mean, it's fair. I don't blame you. We'll get into why. Yeah. So most of the UFO lore and the UFO stories, there's no like overt harm that comes to the people involved for the most part. It's just very... Love and light and, and bullshit. They, like, we're saving the universe and we want your yes, help. Or... And they always make sure to lube their fingers before they probe, too. Yeah, of course. Every time every time it's you very hear a sweet. story, it's never, it was a rough probing. No. It was like, I, I got out of it. I hadn't prolapsed. And, and I came. You know what? And I, I, I went leaked. back to sleep I really well the next day <laughs> after I panicked for about 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. so... A lot of them, though, it, you know, it comes through phases. Most of the, like, it didn't really get a lot of reports before the Roswell incident, but there are reports from hundreds of years ago, potentially. And, yeah, a lot of them, there was, like, the... It kind of started off, if you're looking at a very broad system of patterns, as there was the... Oh, what was it called? It wasn't the abductees, because that's more recent. It was the contactees. They were being contacted by extraterrestrials and we should stop civil war and become more communist. Everything kind of had a communist over it, which is also why the U.S. investigated a lot of UFO groups because the beings on the UFOs and talking to these people would say, 
no, you need to create a system with one currency and that's a fair system and, you know, all of these nice things that just so happen <laughs> to be UFOs, very communistic. Yeah. The UFOs are like, this is the right way to do it. Just don't be a motherfucker about it like you guys have been. Yeah. Here's how to change your ways. Here's how to avoid human error in communism. Hmm, so, luck. and then, then it became the the abductees where people started reporting, you know, being snatched up in their bed and probed and scooped and it goes into phantom pregnancies and all this stuff. Ooh. But generally, for the most part, they get abducted, they get checked out, they get dropped down, and they're they're told that they're in they're part of a larger system that's going to they are going to save humanity or save the planet or they're it's because of them just wait and don't tell anybody about this but you're going to, you know, save the world. Sleeper cells for the Essentially. for the aliens. And I always hated that. Because there's obviously something wrong with the UFO phenomenon if they're taking people out of their bed and trying to get them to forget about it and taking samples and creating, um, like, uh, ghost pregnancies or documented pregnancies that suddenly there's no evidence of a pregnancy two months later or, ugh, <laughs> we'll get into that. So there's obviously something wrong going, and that's my Alex Jones bit. So today I wanted to just, just cover a couple stories about uh, you know, UFOs hurting people. <laughs> oh, delightful. Yeah, because... So those yeah. of you who haven't been afraid of this, here's reason to be. Yeah, these aren't these aren't too bad. I'm going to do three three specific stories with some, m some more of the... This is generally what you will hear. Like, a oh, lot of okay. stories have this these types of information. The synchronicities kind of between them. Yeah. And, okay. So in 1983, in Luch, in the Ukraine... Luch. Luch. There was an observation point for the air defense forces, um, you know, for the Soviet military. Their entire thing was, we're going to look at satellites, we're going to track satellites and spacecraft and a whole bunch of stuff like that. They have physical cameras, radar, and a whole bunch of observation equipment. So Private Alexander Komov um, was at the command station. He was working, basically working here with his uh, unit. There was a lot of talk in the barracks that people were starting to see really weird lights in the middle of the night for some reason really you're gonna do that now yeah so i don't get distracted <clears throat> oh good <laughs> so there, there was you know revealing talk that the people in the barracks at night would be like hey i saw this weird light or hey i saw this this weird light and it did this and it never kind of made it past them because they knew you don't talk to your you know supervising officers about those strange lights you've been seeing in the sky when it's your job to observe the sky. It's, it's an easy way to get sent home, but also not actually go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gulag home. Yeah. Um, but you won't be able to fight your way out of it. Yeah. So um, Private Komov was performing a training program at the visual detection watch point. So he was actually like with a physical camera. You look at something, you take a picture of it. Yeah. Moscow would basically send them information on one of the Soviet satellites and say, hey, we want you to look at this, kind of testing them, seeing if they're going to be able to pick it up and take good observational photos uh, about I it. I see. So they, they had the, the intel on this little satellite. It came over the horizon. They took a bunch of pictures. He took seven pictures of the satellite, actually. And then all of a sudden, a bright flash just, like, popped out of nowhere. And there's just this bright ball of light going 100 kilometers an hour in a straight line across the sky. He ends up taking like three or four pictures because he's like already looking through the camera. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. shit, this is great timing. Let's take some pictures. And 
he doesn't know what to do, but um, he or it was an altitude of roughly three kilometers in the air, and it was elliptical, roughly ten. I said kilometers, ten meters long, and <laughs> ten kilometers yeah, long. Oh God, ten meters long, and it had portholes along the horizon, along the middle. Okay. With white light coming out of them, pretty standard UFO. Um, but yeah, he took a couple of pictures. When it suddenly just stopped in the middle of the sky, Ooh. no slowdown. It just going, going, stop. Hundred kilometers a mi- uh, an hour, a mile. <laughs> a you got mile this. To nothing. I got this. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, it's kind of like starting to float down. Uh oh. And then it starts to double in size. Oh shit! Which means nothing. I don't know if anybody else knows about this. It means it's getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Fuck me, right? And you're the worst. Hey, hey, it's your boy. Yeah, Thin dick. All right, yeah, so it was doubling in size, and it was descending, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared. It's gone. Suddenly, a whole bunch of people are talking outside of this house, so I'm going to close the window, goddammit. Yeah, gee, you have the worst fucking neighbors, I swear Yeah, keep to talking. Um, so, just to kind of detract from the fact that are, that window None of them are closed. wearing masks. Oh, I thought you were going to say shirts. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey. All right. Now you're never going to hear what D was going to say because I'm going to move I, on to the Honestly, it was just rambling. Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. So uh, a bunch of officers appeared and said, what the fuck are you doing? What happened? And they interviewed him and said, we don't believe you. Whatever. And then they took the camera. <laughs> we don't believe you. And then now give us that fucking camera. camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is a very Soviet thing. Well, the U.S. government did shit like that, too. It was a very... 19, was it? Yeah, 1983 thing to do. I don't fucking buy it. Now give me that camera that has the pictures on it. We're going to go destroy it. Yeah. Just in case because I don't believe you. So, nothing. everything kind of dies down. The next month, Komov and his unit were in the canteen when he passed the fuck out, like out of nowhere. They were all pretty healthy for, you know, for Soviets. <laughs> and he was brought to the medical care. He was given an IV and he was in a coma. For like multiple days. Yeah, it's because he got no the shit beat out of him a couple days before. He actually did. Well, of course by he the did. Way. Of course. This happened a month later, but he got the shit beat out of him a couple days before because he was... I have something to do with gathering more information on different sightings that different soldiers had. And like one soldier was said in a separate unit that, hey, I saw a weird light and that that dude's unit was going to start beating the shit out of him so he like stepped in and was like hey 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 let's let's not hey, beat the shit hey. out of him so if they just beat the beat, shit out of Como. if you're going to beat the shit out of him you're going to beat the shit out of both of us thank you very much and the yeah. other seven dudes go we know <laughs> <laughs> but like he after he got the shit kicked out of him like he was fine but he just randomly passed the fuck out into a coma when he woke up a couple days later his comrades told him that other people had started to experience basically the same UFO type Uh-oh. sighting. Like before, it was just lights in the skies, but it was similar things shooting across the sky, hovering for a minute, mm. weird shit happening, and then disappear. Pew. Poof. So a bunch of other soldiers were starting to experience that weird shit. And uh, like after he had passed out, for a couple hours after that, there was this huge bright light hovering above the barracks. What? Where he was. <laughs> for what like hours. And people were just going out looking at it. And then officers were coming in and saying, go back inside. Turn off your goddamn lights. And there's not a lot of documentation about what anything else besides that. There's also periods of 
electronic information or information, electronic interference and like blackouts that would happen related to these strange light sightings to the point that it would mess with the observation tools with like the radar and the cameras and the detection equipment to the point that it started to affect their like their operation oh. as a whole. Um, let's see. So uh, another do soldier. You, hmm? Do you by chance know what the the idea is behind that? Like, is it just the electromagnetic interference? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Like, I could be a lot of things. Yeah. Could be something with how the object functions. Like, I'm I'm not. I don't know the words yeah. for it because I'm not an and electrician. I, I, yeah, I'm not. Ex- but, I'm not expecting this like immaculate yeah. explanation. I just wasn't sure if you were like it was. The fact that they or that people think they intentionally do these like uh, basically an EMP kind of thing. Or Probably not. It's just like to make whatever they're flying with work. It's a lot of like. I mean, it probably releases a lot of electromagnetic okay. magnetic energy. If you have something that can go 100 kilometers a mile, uh, mile fuck's sake, 100 kilometers an hour and just stop. <laughs> And do all this weird shit. That's a lot of electricity. Okay. They could be fucking around with all this shit. All right. I should be better at that. <laughs> but no. That's <laughs> ah, all good. Let's see. Another soldier had reported that there was a commission from uh, from Moscow that came down and just started asking everybody about their UFO observations. But generally, the soldiers were like, no, I don't know what you're talking about because no they don't want to go to Gulag. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. So uh, once he kind of recovered... He was brought into a room with a bunch of officers and basically said, you didn't see anything. You're oh. never going to talk about what you saw. And also sign this documentation, sign this contract that says you're not going to talk about what you saw because you didn't see anything. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then they, they uh, put him under observation and like already being in the military in the Soviet Union, your mail was being filtered. Yeah. But like his was hardcore being yeah. delayed multiple days. And Jesus. Yeah, all this stuff. So he he ended up having a bunch of like health problems later on in life, potentially related, potentially not. It was just kind of a Maybe weird thing. Maybe had to do with the beatings. Maybe had Some to weird do with the aliens. Inner ear things. Yeah. Oh. Maybe he had to do with like the insane amount of light that was above his room for a couple nights. Radiation. No big deal. <laughs> that doesn't do anything, does it? Do you know who <laughs> Yuri Gagarin is? I do not. Really? No. Do you know? It sounds familiar. No. Ugh. 1968. It's the first human to journey into outer space. He was a cosmonaut. Oh, okay. Super famous. Everybody knows him, right? I mean, Right, well, guys? No. One-thirds oh. of people know him. In this in room. In this room. <laughs> That's a wide enough audience that we can say that about the I U.S. Can, yeah, I can generalize that. Uh, based on my polling numbers, <laughs> one-thirds of people know who Yuri is. In the U.S.? In Let's the be world. More specific. In the world, actually. I, I bet the Russians and the Ukrainians... Sh- shut the fuck up. Okay, never sh- mind. Shut your fucking mouth. Okay. This is my poll. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I know a lot about your poll. <laughs> yeah, you do, bitch. So he was, you know, he was a hero for doing that. He That put them ahead of the U.S. in terms of space exploration and all that. Okay, yeah, this in is that Yuri race. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so actually, two-thirds of people in the United States know about Yuri. Wow, we're a lot more educated than I thought. <laughs> than we were a minute ago. So he ended up dying in a very strange way that is potentially related to a UFO. All right, you ready? You ready for this? Okay. 
there was a he was doing a routine training flight. It was a 20 minute exercise. It took like six or seven minutes to take off. Then it would take 20 minutes to do the, to do the maneuver, and then they come back and land. Mm-hmm. Super quick and simple. And totally easy. We'll after getting into think. the air, four minutes after they got there, uh, Gagarin radioed down and said, hey, we're done. We did it. And they're like, uh, what? And he said, yeah, no, we did it. And requested permission to return to base. And the, the guy they were talking to was like, uh, and you didn't do it, but whatever. You can come back. <laughs> you didn't weird. do it, but if you come back, we're going to kill you. So fly on back. 68 seconds after they stopped talking on the radio, what? they crashed. So, mm. yeah. Mm. So I'm guessing. There, there's more information. Oh, okay. If you want, okay. if you want yeah, to wait yeah, for yeah, it before yeah, yeah. putting Sorry. forth your yeah, theory. My bad. I'm, no, no, you're good. I'm just intrigued. So both people on board died. It was him and a training officer, I believe. The government set up a team to investigate it and to determine the cause of the crash. No official, really, no real official objective information was ever released because it was classified, like the results of the investigation itself. Because it was so And yeah. all the parts of the crash, like all the pieces of the crash that was recovered, Gone. were packaged, shipped to storage, and never seen. Just turned into a submarine. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Food. Yeah, really, though. Yeah. So, allegedly, this is, this is what the commission said the official explanation was the plane was put into a corkscrew while and then turned sharply for an unknown reason after the maneuver the crew would be operational but there was a faulty altimeter that was blamed so they were too close to the ground then they thought when they came out of the turn they lost too much altitude and crashed okay that's the official like this is this is probably what happened. happened obviously not a lot of people necessarily believe this even the people in the commission group Um, But that's the official story. So according to a professor, I don't remember his name because I didn't write it down. It's an obscure Russian name. (laughs) In in PP fashion, we have avoided fucking up somebody else's name. Yes. That's probably that's that's why I didn't put it down. Good. We're we're learning. But this this guy was a part of the commission. And he said that the most his, his idea was the most likely cause of the crash was a sharp turn to avoid a collision. That part kind of checked out. But at the time, the airspace was completely clear, and they didn't find any failures of equipment. They, they, from what he was able to see, the altimeter was fine. Yeah, and I mean, at the same time, it wouldn't have been like a four-minute-long process if it was supposed to take 20 minutes. They, like, dodge somebody, and they go, oh, okay, yeah, we're done. We're, uh, we actually completed it. I feel like they would continue working on the maneuver, wouldn't they? Oh, fuck no. I wouldn't. If there was a near miss, I'd be shitting myself in that cockpit. Yeah, fuck it. Go for it. You're Russian. I you don't have a for choice. time slip. Yeah, that's, I was about to say, that's my bet. No, no. somebody's explanation. So, apparently, at the time of the crash, they found that the engine revolutions were at the level to sustain horizontal flight. But when you generally do a corkscrew, the revolutions reduce by a lot. You slow down the revolutions in the engine a lot. Interesting. So, just for gliding. They were just not quite lining up, meaning that when they crashed, they were going fucking full speed. Um, let's see. The speed at which the crash should have occurred is roughly between 100 to 150 kilometers per hour. But this crash just so happened to have occurred at 900 kilometers an hour. Oh. So that doesn't quite line up. Nah, it's totally fine. Yeah, no, it's it's the same. Yeah, it's semantics. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... <laughs> At the crash site, there were there were some instruments and there was or some instruments missing from the right side and the right side wing 
was not found. And and some of the deglazing on the cockpit on the right side was just gone. Hmm. I said deglazing. I just meant glazing. <laughs> some of the deglazing. Hmm. I've been cooking recently, so I've been deglazing a lot. Ugh. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's kind of weird that you're missing stuff from one side of the plane. No, nah, totally If you crash yeah. into the ground, generally your stuff will be on the ground. No, yeah. that's not how and gravity works. And somewhat close. That's not how, no. how gravity works. Gravity doesn't work. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a conspiracy brought to you by the Obama administration, quite honestly. The lizards? <laughs> yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. So they, this to this professor indicated that there, there was a destruction or deterioration or crash collision in the air causing the parts to break up in the air and go you know, further away as they're still traveling. So, you know, there's a little bit there. They did blood tests on the dead pilots, and that showed normal levels of adrenaline, where you'd think if you were doing a maneuver and a corkscrew and then pulling out of it, yeah, you'd have some adrenaline going. Probably a little bit when you're plummeting towards the earth. Yeah, Yeah, as you're in a death spiral. Just a little bit. I'm pretty sure there'd be higher levels of adrenaline than just... Nah. Nah, you're right. You're right. The commission was correct. You'd also pull out... Four minutes into a procedure, wouldn't you? When it's supposed to be twenty minutes long, God, you, God, you'll never make it in the Soviet Air Force. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Where do they accept uh, resumes? <laughs> we don't want it. Uh, so there, you know, there was just a lot of evidence saying whatever happened was quick, and the plane deteriorated and got damaged in the air. I think that they kissed. Definitely. <laughs> Midair, they were flying. They went through a corkscrew. They had basically a, a near-death experience, and the the teacher, the, uh, Yuri, turned to his little sidekick, like, and he teacher. goes, he goes, do you feel that too? And his buddy goes, I do. And they locked lips, and the adrenaline spiked. I it spi- Mine I is said, spiking right now. I said now. it didn't spike. It, I like that you're not- Damn it. Fuck, I thought you me. said that it did. No, I said it didn't spike. Hey, how about the oxytocin levels? No response. It was the Soviets in the 60s. Isn't that all they cared about? Oxytocin? Yeah. Just they didn't even know it unless existed. Unless their soldiers no, were not. getting hugged at night. Yeah. Uh, they should have. Honestly, the thing that just makes this world go round, man. All right. That now both of you shut the fuck up adrenaline. so I can keep going. My bad. That was a very big miss on my part. Yeah. No, uh, you're good. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Normal levels of adrenaline okay. were found. So a lot of people in the commission saw all of this evidence and said, okay, the crash wasn't caused by the actions of the crew. There's uh, radar confirmation. There's no other aircraft in the area. And uh, there's some kind of deterioration of the craft occurred in the air. So if you're going to go for Occam's, Occam's razor's simplest explanation, they hit something that shouldn't have been there. And that's where the UFO explanation kind of comes from. Nah, but the Soviets were just like, uh, they hit a, a strong cloud. That's where the stuff went. We they, they were near the edge of a cloud, but... <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. That stuff will tear they, through oh, yeah. tear sheet through metal steel. like pigs to a body. Okay, so this was when? 1968. What kind of airplanes were they using? Uh, jets. Jets. 
B-52s. Yeah. Okay. So they could reasonably go 900 kilometers per hour. Yeah, yeah that, that's a reasonable okay. speed. This whole time I was picturing like a, a biplane <laughs> with a propeller. <laughs> the Soviets weren't that backwards. Slingshot. Yeah, they're not North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh they're just slingshotting, slingshotting them at like 900 kilometers my an hour bad. towards the oh, Earth. Oh, God. <laughs> no, like, like these are modern aircraft. <laughs> this all makes so much more sense Oh, now. good. So another team, this is a really cool part of the investigation that I never heard about, but a team was assigned to actually go down to like the local towns around where the crash was and record firsthand accounts of witnesses. Super cool. Like, hey, did you guys see the crash? And if somebody in the townsfolk who was out working the field Uh, said, yeah, I saw this. I don't know about this. I don't feel comfortable with this. No? No. I mean, that's part of investigations. Yeah, but... Interviewing people. As soon as you say, you know what? Yeah, I did see what happened. And they go, what happened? You go, well, "Well, there was this really bright light. And then they just kind of get this look to each other. And then the next thing you know, everything's just dark and you're dead. And you're dead. No, (laughs) this this information I don't think was formally ever officially released. This is from like... uh, like, you know, this is Paul Stonehill. This is oh. archival information and um, accounts and interviews with people who are witnesses to it. So, like, one of the people who was talking about this was the professor who was on the commission. I see. Okay. So, part of this team, yeah, they, they would go down one witness. They interviewed, heard a clap in the air and just saw an airplane falling straight down. They said it looked funny because an airplane usually goes this way, but it was just going <laughs> this way and it was just dropping straight down. That's not a normal, like, airplane crash. It's because Yuri let go of the controls oh, and the and throttle. Oh, and I totally missed one part to make because of love. you. He grabbed a different um, kind of throttle. <laughs> he grabbed the other joystick There is steer. evidence. Oh, God. There was evidence that if there was a collision, they would have um, potentially passed out from the decompression and the force of impact. Nah. Which would, which would explain the uh It's because all the butterflies levels. in their stomach. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just got so lightheaded with love I'm just going to do this until you yell at me I've already yelled at you Where's the WD-40? I'm going to spray no, it at you No, I already did polish, that to myself I'm going to polish your computer I already did that earlier Okay, okay so all right. Uh, Romance down. is in the past You're not allowed I won't to bring smoke it up anymore. before the episodes anymore <laughs> No, this is great For Depends you? on our no, feedback just, Well, yeah, that's fair Next time you smoke before an episode, I'm also going to smoke. Then it'll be a great Sold. episode. We've talked about this for like so long. a year now, yeah. So uh, another witness. Uh, oh, no, same witness. She was able to point out the correct model of plane that Yuri was in. <laughs> she just Because they just had a bunch of models. I, okay, I, I like to think she just goes, it was a 9748 Jet yeah, 7. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> like, exactly what the this. fuck? Who are you, lady? <laughs> Rain Man type shit. <laughs> Now, the, a lot of the witnesses claimed they didn't see any smoke from the crash. There was, um, there when, when the people actually found the crash site, there it wasn't on fire. There wasn't a fuel spill, which is also kind of weird. Only a little um, bit. A lot of times, they a lot of people didn't hear a crash, and they didn't hear a rumble from a cra- like a, an airplane crashing. Yeah. They just heard like a high-pitched <laughs> what? W- whistle. Imagine, like, you just hear... You're like, what the fuck? You look yeah. outside and there's an just airplane. this destroyed jet in front of your house. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the fuck happened? 
A lot of locals claimed that they saw a glowing sphere in the air just before the crash. Uh, one woman specifically said that she was out in the forest, she saw a huge, bright, white sphere, like a second sun, and then she, like, just floating in the air, and then she heard a crash, panicked, and, like, covered her eyes and, like, ducked down on the ground like she was being bombed. So she didn't see anything from there, and then she ran home, and the, the next day, she heard about the crash. Hmm. And everybody, like, this was a nation in mourning kind of thing when people heard about this crash. Yeah. It, was a, it was a really big deal. Um, another local was logging the morning of the crash, and he said that something, a big bright light flew over him. He said, and I quote, some damn thing that, I should say, some damn thing, no, I can't do accents, but some damn thing that was round and glowing like thousands of suns combined. He heard a clap, and it just kept flying away. It was our hit and run, is what I'm trying to get to. Ah, I see. Um, there were two kids in that forest as well, and they said they saw a glowing balloon like a blimp flying. And then they heard the sound of a plane kind of coming towards them, and they um, they saw it heading towards the balloon, but at the last second, it, they, it didn't crash into the balloon. It switched direction, switched angles, and went directly to the ground. Um, and it took off the tops of a couple of trees. So it wasn't straight down. It was kind of at an angle. Uh, another forester saw at the airplane collide near the large sphere. Like, it, it seems like it's, like, a, there's it a, hit kind a of distance thing. around it. Like, it didn't hit it directly, but oh. it hit something around it. They hit their shield. Yeah. Shields uh, are down. The shields are down. <sighs> I was going to do some uh, Star Trek quote, but I can't remember what it is. Ah, you fucked up. You're welcome, everybody. So, of course, all of this was censored by the Soviet Union and never saw the light of day until Paul Stonehill and the fall of the Soviet until Union. Until today. <gasps> no. For the first time ever, <gasps> other than when Paul released it on YouTube. Or in his books. He's or, written a lot of books. No, he hasn't. You're wrong. No, okay. So now, let's get to America, but not in America. Oh, okay. As long as it's not in America. Yeah, of course. Come on. So there's uh and I guess this is a good time. There there are quite a few stories about UFOs coming down and healing people and UFOs coming down and curing people with weird pills. Hmm. And then there are a lot of stories of psychological trauma that comes from decades <laughs> of abduction and experiences. That's the one we're going to focus on, right? And people come from people say that they start to regain their memories after a few years, and it's horrible. And uh, one one common archetype is owls. If you see owls that are just a little bit too big, a lot of times that's considered a screen memory from a potential, you know, contact of sorts. Interesting. Like they're they're trying to put in false memories, but they get some of the details wrong. And for some reason, owls are a common archetype. And you know, some people speculate that it has something to do with the eyes. Like a lot of people, a lot of times people will just remember little gray eyes, gray's <laughs> eyes, gray's as not like their eyes are gray, they're but they're like... called grays. So alien eyes, let's say. So because they're, you know, the big almond shaped black eyes. So owls also have fairly large black eyes. So it's the alien's way of saying like, no, yeah, you were no. asleep. You weren't being probed. You were dreaming mm -hmm. about owls. This is what they look yeah. like, right? Yeah. You were dreaming about these things. Yeah. That look nothing like us. We're not doing anything wrong. This is for you and and humanity. You weren't getting fingered. I promise. I promise with our long alien <laughs> fingers. Go back to Earth and don't remember any of this, yeah. please. Don't tell anybody. Ugh. 
See you next, uh, not ne- next week. Not, See ya. Yeah. See ya forever. <laughs> oh so in May 1951, during the Korean War, this is 60 miles north of Seoul, Private First Class Francis Wall and his regiment were preparing to artillery strike a nearby village. Oh, you know, just Tuesday afternoon things. Yeah, easy peasy. So they start loading everything up. They start launching a few of these. <laughs> They're uh, air bursts. When out of nowhere, kind of up in the hills around them, they see this diffusing orange light. And <laughs> it was God. It's and like, he's like, you're slaughtering innocent people, you fucks. No, no, no. God's on America's side. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He's like, keep up the good work, troops. Yeah. Fuck you, God. Yeah. Fuck off, God. <laughs> so they see this bright orange. Oh, Jesus Christ. He orange said, light. Uh, Francis Wall said it was like a jack-o'-lantern come wafting down the hill. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a fucking course. Yeah. So they're like just watching. Like one of them jack-o'-lanterns. Yep. Just tumbling down the hill. Oh, and they're, they're seeing this strange floating object, ball of light type thing. And yeah, there's all this light, like orange light diffusing off of it. And it goes to the village that they're shelling. And they're like, what the fuck? And oh, the no. commander's just like, I guess just keep going. And this thing's floating around the village. And like, it's getting hit pretty much directly by this airburst. And it's it's fine. It's not even <laughs> hesitating. I'd imagine it's when like a three-year-old is trying to fight you. You're just like, oh. <laughs> the alien's yeah. like, they're so cute. Oh, look at them trying. So the... Yeah, the object was completely unharmed by their shelling, um, even after a direct hit. Suddenly, it turned kind of towards them and started pulsing a weird, like, blue-green pulsing light. They're like, whoa, detected, we figured something out. <laughs> We've been seen. Who was, who's been bombing? I thought this was rain. <laughs> Just normal rain, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he was given permission by his commander to fire at the object with armor-piercing rounds. And he remembered that every time he would shoot it, it would go, bing! Like it was ricocheting off of it. God. So Probably this thing, just shooting it, shooting those like 50 cal into more innocent people in the city yeah, that are just bouncing. like, honey, let's sit down to have dinner. And then just his entire chest explodes with a 50 cal round. No oh, big deal. Yeah, no big deal. It wasn't 50 cal, but it was armor piercing. It was from an M1, I believe. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Still not something you want to get shot by when you're going to dinner. <laughs> But this thing start it kind of starts shunting side to side as it's coming towards him. He's like, oh, oh, trying to, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck if I know. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Duke. Yeah, I, trying to juke him. I that's the, the word. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I moved my mouth even you know, though this is recorded in mono, so you can't hear it. <laughs> the best was just like the, you're just juking me out. Yeah. I just, I fell out of my chair over here. <laughs> yeah. It got, I got dizzy. Yeah, you can't damn. can't see me. <laughs> So it, it was moving really erratically, and out of nowhere, still pretty far away, it beamed a light towards them. They could only see the light if it was coming directly at you. Oh. Like, when it was hitting somebody else, they couldn't see it. <laughs> the fuck? And he remembers, it, it was like a, it was a ray that came in waves and pulses, it felt like. Like, wah, 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 kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he remembers he got hit by the light. And his entire body was tingling and burning. Ow. Just like inside and out. Like he's in a it microwave. Was, it was the Holy Spirit. He had a warm tingling feeling. Oh, very warm. Hot. What is it? What is it? They say warm, fuzzy feeling. That's what it is. Uh, no. Yes. So he, they, they all retreat to a bunker 
a makeshift bunker that they have nearby, and the thing just hovers above them for a couple of minutes. Like, they can see the light. They're, like, poking their heads out. Like, what the fuck is happening? I just hope, like, I really hope that those potential UFOs were like, all right, these fucking chads are going to bomb this town. We're going to stop this from happening. Let's just traumatize them. Fuck <laughs> these guys. And so they're like, I mean, it, I don't have anywhere to be tonight, hunt. Yeah. You, do you? And the other dude's like, nah, fuck it. So these both these aliens just hover over like, oh, dude, this is great. And they just watch these fuckers poke their heads out and piss their pants yeah. all fucking night. Well, they're only there for a couple of minutes, and then it kind of angles up at a 45-degree angle and just shoots off super quick. And they're like, okay, that was fucking weird. What do we do now? <laughs> Three days later, they haven't left the bunker, and they the entire regiment is evacuated by ambulance. They had to cut new roads in to get all of the ambulances up there. Because all of them were extremely ill. They had symptoms similar to dysentery, and they also had extremely high white blood cell counts. And they were just sick as fuck. What the fuck? One thing that can cause those symptoms, especially the white, uh, high red blood cell counts, or white blood cell counts, um, is radiation poisoning. I was about to so say. So they, I, I, they were probably just microwaved as fuck. <laughs> and that makes sense how the wave travels is it's not a visible spectrum. I don't mm. know. Maybe it's, you know. Fuck them. I don't great. fucking know. To where oh, that yeah, town just got fucking infected with it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so dozens of people reported seeing UFOs across Korea. In fact, there were 42 corroborated um, reports. <laughs> corroborated meaning that multiple different people who didn't talk to each other reported the same thing in the same time. Like, remembered similar details. And that is a little bit over one every month was seen throughout oh. the entire engagement. That's a lot. That is mm, a lot of them. That ain't shit. A lot of, for a long time, people thought, oh, well, maybe the, uh, maybe this is some kind of Soviet technology based on the Germans that they scooped up. <laughs> it's a damn communist technology. <laughs> but after the fall of the Soviet Union, in the archives, uh -oh. uh, so the Soviet Union was also receiving reports of UFOs during Korea. Oh. So they probably wouldn't report it as UFOs if it was them. I don't know. But, you know, it's probably unlikely that they had hover spacecraft technology with microwave beams. I mean, they, did make, it, they did make it to the moon first. So who's to say what No, they, they made it into space there? first. They made it into space first. Not the moon. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Fuck, man. Uh, they made it into space first, so... Who should know what they really found out there before the Americans? So um, Francis Wall, after the war, slowly like lost contact with the people from his regiment. As you do, you probably don't want to remember all that shit. Nah. Um, he was suffering from PTSD for uh, uh, his, the rest of his, uh, the rest of his entire life, and he, they never officially reported the event because they thought that they would all be court-martialed and locked up because they're crazy, <laughs> stuff like that. So they never really said. As was tradition this. at the they time. They just said, the doctors were like, well, it looks like dysentery, except for that other thing, we'll just ignore that. And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, no. <laughs> the reports of that also happening have found their way into the shredder by accident. Oh, no. We'll never have record again. Oh, well. Whoops. <laughs> um, so he had, he ended up having some weird symptoms for the rest of his entire life. He had a permanent weight loss. Like he could not gain weight after the war. Before it was no problem. Huh. Um, he 
had stomach problems. Like he would have dysentery-like symptoms just randomly through the rest of his life. That's Not why constantly. he couldn't gain weight. Fuck. Well, that helps. <laughs> but like, you know, every every couple of months he'd have a week of just being super, super sick. Fuck that. He would have periods of memory loss and times when he was just so disoriented he couldn't even walk, which I'd like to point out are um, super common symptoms of lifelong interaction with the phenomena itself, especially the memory loss slash missing time. Nah, it's just dementia. No, I, no, yeah, it could I, be. I'm behind but he was you. Young. I mean, no, trauma. I, I feel like trauma that heavy. Definitely. That's just gonna fuck you up. Has an effect as well. From your yeah. asshole to your brain, it's gonna fuck you yeah. up. Um. So yeah, UFOs. I don't like talking about them. Yeah, you do. I mean, I do. You just did a whole episode on them. But they, they gross me out. No, they oh. gross me out because of how subversive and awful and horrible and negative all these experiences are uh, and yeah, i also hate fair. the new age community for encouraging this kind of contact and encouraging people trying to be involved in this because it's fucking gross what they do to you they don't you you we're not consenting to being abducted nobody's consenting to it i am they can touch me don't say that <sighs> i'm consenting for aj no you're not <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that all of the UFO stuff, it happens at night when you're unconscious or it's hidden. They try to make you forget what happened. It, they're physically taking samples from you. They Dude, are potentially my fucking uncle, with, They're collecting My uncle genetic... Richard did the same shit to me <sighs> from the age of like four oh, to like 20. Just wait until you f- let me finish yeah, the sentence. It's fine. Extracting genetic material. I've, Your uncle definitely did I've turned out just fine, mm. right? You're a co-host of a podcast <laughs> that hemorrhages money. <laughs> <laughs> Help us. We're so in debt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just, there's just obvious, uh, it's gross. It is. I mean, There's really, like jokes. All jokes aside, oh, yeah. it is creepy as fuck when you think about like you very innocently go to bed and you wake up with your underwear on inside out <laughs> on an ice cold like metal table and fuck if who knows if it's metal. Ass out, like balls dangling. There's You're something really inside you. Fixated on the probing. Yeah, I, that doesn't happen as much as like I mean, the I'm, skin samples, the scoops. The implants. I really like the oh, stories of I didn't, huge devices I up didn't the nose. Say that this is and it's scary. a dude with a hammer. This is more of like a fantasy for me. <laughs> and then yeah. That so makes sense. You keep saying scoops and I don't know what the hell that like, is. Like a like a scoop, a scoop of skin. Like a, a skin sample where they go, like an ice cream scoop? They just like a very small so ice cream scoop. Reach in there. Like oh, yeah. like Get their three millimeters across. Like syrup. tiny little scoop samples. Ow. Yeah, people report scoop marks. Boink. And yeah, the implants are really gross and people just wake up. With their pajamas on inside out and backwards with a bloody nose. What the fuck? And it's like they can't even be bothered to put you back the way they found you. <laughs> that, that's true. They just true. don't give a shit. They're, they're just like, yeah, dump this fucker out. Yeah. From like 30 feet up, you fall into a, a pig pen. Like, yeah. Damn, you're screwed. <laughs> and and it, it just, it's, it, there's just a lot of parallels between this and the meat industry of you have a large herd of cows. <laughs> So every once in a while, when they're least suspected, you're going to take one of those in. You're going to examine them. You're going to take samples. You're going to make sure the whole herd is healthy by taking just a couple of them out and doing some samples. <laughs> they're grooming us. <laughs> they're Wendigos. They're just <sighs> eating human flesh. They figure out a way to mass produce us. What's the industry, though? Uh, is it who the knows? sperm industry? 
Definitely. Well, there is the idea of the hybrid program in which that's the reason they're taking their or our genetic material, eggs and sperm, is they're creating a hybrid program. One theory is because they have lost, they're so technologically advanced that they've lost their ability to reproduce. Or they're trying to create aliens, them, whatever they are, that look like humans so that they can subvert us as a species. Once you get a bunch of these hybrid things under the control of the greys in, you know, high-ranking government positions or things like that, you can start to potentially things like um, terraform the planet to be more hospitable to what they want with all the resources that we have Mm. and or, you know, just control... God, there, there's a lot of different ideas on why things... <laughs> there's a lot of th- different and things this is, that scares the shit out of AJ yes. about all this. And this is just talking <laughs> in the sense of materialistic UFOs. And I, I think there's too much evidence yeah. to ignore that you can't say this is just a nuts and bolts phenomena. There's something else going on. Fair. Something, I, I wouldn't say spiritual, but, but definitely on that plane, if that makes more sense. Than, more than just... It's not just like, materialistic. Yeah. That's There's not something like else going for on for their monetary benefit. They're well, not capitalists. With, with, yeah. Oh no, they're communists. We know that. And with with how they, uh, so many people report them talking, in their brain, or you know having thoughts implanted. Yeah. And having things that are that rival spiritual experiences, on board a UFO, and it's fucking disgusting. And they're manipulating us, and I don't know why. It's true. It is creepy as fuck. And I. Ugh. I don't blame you for being. And I've afraid never of been it. abducted, and I never will be. Although I will never find out if I was, because that's too terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I would fall apart. Well, <laughs> I'm weak. They wouldn't let you find out. Yeah, you just need some no, hypnotic maybe been regression. Used, that's why you're obsessed with it. Hypnotic regression. <laughs> that is a thing. People who are uh, abductees interested in the topic and they don't know why because there's some kind of subconscious thing going on. I'm putting it here first. That's you. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sweating out because this topic uh, makes yeah, me nervous. It's, it's spicy in here. Who would have thought it's supposed to be winter? That's because well, my neighbors are out talking or something. Fucking or having up, a COVID party. They're taking up all our oxygen. Bastards. There's limited amounts that I'm only able to inhale. All the CO2 out here is going to fuck me up. It is. And the WD-40. Yes, exactly. All right, well... uh. Thanks to <laughs> You don't our... have the list. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. All right. Thank you so much to our patrons, Haley, Casey McFacey, Dark Runner, Tata Waddle, and Nordic Thunder. Oh, you did it. I did it. I fucking did it. Stone. It's the only way I can do this. Um, you guys are great. Big shout out to you guys. We really appreciate your support. If you want to support us and get some additional episodes, our little sloppy seconds, I don't know how many we have up there, but a few. Um, at this point, we should have 12. Yeah, just some friendly little banter, banter. Banter. Uh, some friendly little banter. Yeah, friendly banter. Um, it's a little more informal. Oh, yeah, So extremely. check us out. Link should be below. If it not, is. go to links in our bios on socials. Speaking of which... Instagram and Twitter at points o pressure. Thanks again. Catch you bitches next week.